Welcome to the Energy Transition Podcast. I'm Ronan Kavna, Deputy Editor of EI New Energy, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Research and Advisory Director TJ Conway to talk about our new energy transition service. Now, the energy transition poses an existential threat, but also potentially an opportunity for the oil and gas industry. TJ, can you briefly tell me what are the central points that energy intelligence aims to help people understand with this new service? Thanks, Ronan, and great to be with you. We set out to answer three core questions with the energy transition service. The first is, what is the energy transition and how is it unfolding? The second is what impact will the transition have on the oil and gas industry? And finally, which companies and countries are best and worst positioned to adapt to the energy transition? Thanks. But what are some of the pain points you see in the energy transition that could disrupt the business? Yeah, certainly. That's a very good question. I'd highlight three. Uh, the, The first would be just pressures on the industry to decarbonize. And these are only going to grow as investors place greater priority on mitigating climate-related financial risks and societal opposition to fossil fuel use builds. Second, oil demand is poised to plateau and may have already even peaked uh, as the electrification of transport gains momentum and doubts grow about other uses like petrochemicals um, uh, in, in terms of their ability to compensate. And then third, uh, I would say that the cost of competitiveness of gas and LNG in power generation will also be an ongoing issue in, in key markets. Uh, I'd highlight Asia for, as, a, as a good example. Uh, renewables costs will continue to decline, coal prices remain low, and electricity storage uh, will become increasingly viable commercially. Great. Now, as the industry looks to address these and reduce its vulnerabilities, find new strategies, What are the sort of questions that you think they need to tackle? Sure. The energy transition has really far-reaching implications for the industry. And by that, I mean all companies. All all oil and gas companies need to take it seriously, even the most resilient national oil companies or NOCs. Some of the key questions that firms should be asking include, how resilient is our current portfolio to the transition under various scenarios? Um, What vision and strategy for the low-carbon energy transition are the best fit for our particular business and business model? Um, how can we improve our position to ensure that we, may, we remain competitive and profitable throughout the energy transition? Uh, and what, what technologies are emerging? And also, how will low carbon uh, policies pan out around the world? And what does this, do these mean for our business as well? These are the core questions that we're really trying to answer through the through this uh, this new service. Great, and you know, as you're looking to kind of help clients navigate these dangerous waters, can you explain how you go about this? Certainly, um, we we designed the tra- the energy transition service to provide an integrated offering of intelligence, data, forward-looking, independent analysis, and direct client engagement. Um, so we we focus on uh, answering those questions that I just laid out. Um, the, f- the first core focus area is uh, corporate positioning and strategy. We emphasize uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governance pressures, and climate-related vulnerabilities. Uh, second, we focus on market dynamics. So that includes oil and gas demand risks that I was talking about earlier, as well as questions of interfuel competition and power generation across all the major sources. Um, we cover a wide range of emerging technologies that will drive and shape the transition from transport to renewable power, storage, and decarbonization of the oil and gas sector. 
Um, we also closely monitor and track major policy trends at all levels of government. Um, so that's everything from global and national carbon pricing schemes down to even the regional and city level restrictions on, on car sales and use. We have a deep expertise in analyzing transition risks for producing countries, oil and gas producing countries, uh, and obviously the, the, the follow on implications for their state owned or national oil companies. Finally, you know, kind of synthesizing all of these these different elements, we really and, and building upon it, we, we have a macro trends analysis that helps clients identify critical issues uh, that should be on their radar. And that includes from outside of the oil and gas sector or even the energy sector. Very comprehensive. But what sort of benefits might companies be looking to get from all of this? It will depend on the company, but uh, but I can give you a couple of, of examples. So uh, the, the Energy Transition Service helps clients understand what ESG conscious investors want these days, You know how, how to keep up with rising climate-related demands. Um, we have a proprietary uh, climate risk uh, ESG benchmark that, uh, that helps to, to answer these types of questions. Uh, second, you know, clients can also use our pioneering vulnerability index to compare the resilience of their portfolios and the robustness of their transition strategies versus their peers. Um, and I, I think important, an important part of that is, is also just that you know, we're here as experts to, to ha- build a constructive dialogue with our clients about how to mitigate these vulnerabilities and, and thrive during the transition. Uh, and then third, you know, clients can, uh, can separate opportunities and threats, um, you know, with, with the work that we we're providing, particularly through the steady stream of, of, of intelligence on emerging technologies and policy trends that will really shape and drive the, the transition uh, to a low carbon energy system. That's great. But do you mind if I just put some questions to you that you might encounter and, and how the Energy Transition Service could answer them? Of course. So first, how and by how much might demand for transport and industrial fuels be destroyed by renewables and policy drivers? Yes, this is, this is the critical question. Uh, this is a question that we, we seek to answer through in-depth reports and modeling on various segments uh, of uh, it, from electric electrification of road transport to petrochemicals, aviation, shipping, uh, and, and also in, in, in terms of gases competitiveness, uh, in, particularly in power generation uh, versus vis-a-vis renewables. So we, we look at these, all of these segments uh, in, in quite a lot of uh, depth uh, through reports and modeling. Great. Now, next question, a tough one. Who will be the winners and losers of the transition to the low carbon energy system? Yes. Uh, and we really sought to, to try to help clients understand this uh, in, with, our, with our benchmarking work that we do. So I've already talked about ESG climate risks and, and transition vulnerabilities. We also have a, a, a low carbon investment tracker that, that uh, the three of which collectively provide clients with deep insights into how companies are faring in the transition, who are the winners, who are the losers, and, and, and also constructively, what do, they, what do they need to do in order to, to catch up? Very good. Now, let's look to kind of the opportunities. I mean, which kind of technologies are there there which might be threats to the oil and gas business or opportunities? Yeah, that's, this, is, uh, this is, again, quite an important uh, aspect of our work. Um, as I mentioned before, we have great reporting, as you know very well, on uh, technology trends. It's, it's a crucial piece of, of, of the work that we've done for many years. Uh, in addition to that, you know, we have deep dive reports that, that look at macro issues. 
And then we have r- regular client engagement. So this is this is the area where you know we help to help clients to identify and understand emerging technology risks and opportunities um, that uh, that they should be uh, conscious of. And I suppose another risk is is government policy. I mean, and and how it'll affect businesses. I mean, that's something you're looking at quite closely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, certainly. And, and and again, this is something that uh, that we've been doing. For for many years, it's it's sort of a, a a pillar of of the work that we've we've been doing in in EI New Energy for for a long time, but these uh, through our in depth reporting on this, we closely track policy trends. You know, this includes carbon pricing, fuel economy standards, subsidies, regulations, uh, and you know we we work very closely as a team to to not only provide that reporting but then synthesize that reporting into in, into a, a identification of, of critical trends that that uh, clients need to understand. Great. Now, a question which I suppose a lot of people will be asking, which is, how does my company compare with my peer group, you know, in terms of competing for investment? Yes, that's something that everyone always wants to know. It's 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 important. Um, our our climate risk uh, ESG benchmark is really designed to answer these critical questions, in in particular, two: what do investors want, and two. how how are companies responding versus their peers? So this is a this is sort of a rigorous. But in independent va- evaluation of of climate related tra- transparency and performance, um, we we are we ground our work in uh, in the emerging reporting standards so that so that it's it's clear how it aligns with with certain uh, standards that have emerged. Um, but then we we put together our own scores and rank companies on areas including policy stance, governance and risk management, emissions disclosure, and and also carbon performance. Now, as companies start to put put their strategies together and try and become more kind of resilient, I mean, can you show how they compare against their peers? Yeah, yeah, and that that's really what the vulnerability index is all about. That that assesses which companies are best positioned to survive the transition and which are most exposed to transition risks. There, we we assess firms on the resilience of their current portfolios, as well as the success uh, their success in devising and carrying out plans to adapt or transform their business models. Now, there's, I mean, people deal with the known knowns and, and, and the known unknowns, but what about kind of these issues, these kind of that they risks that people may not be able to kind of directly see? Certainly. That's, uh, and, and this is, uh, this is again, something that particularly through our, our direct client engagement, we're, we're able to help clients uh, understand uh, and, and identify those, those critical issues that, that even maybe outside of of their their purview, uh, we we do carry out a bespoke advisory work. For example, structured workshops to help clients develop and stress test their strategies. So um, so there's 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 opportunities through direct in client engagement through the service as well as through through separate advisory work. Great, thank you for that explanation, TJ. But can you can you tell me what's different about the energy transition service compared with other products out there in the market? Sure, sure. Uh, we're, we're cognizant of the fact that there are options out there, uh, and uh, but we see that we've got a, a range of different different uh, differentiators. Uh, so our our company benchmarking that I've discussed is is definitely a key aspect of that. Uh, it, it really underpins the the energy transition services unique approach to corporate risk analysis. More broadly, though, I think I, I'd emphasize that we you know we provide a truly unique combination of intelligence data forward-looking independent analysis, and then that direct and client engagement that I was talking about. So this includes our award-winning 
the work of our award-winning journalists, and and they really have unrivaled access to a wide range of primary primary sources. So that importantly enables us to spot trends before they they often appear to many of our clients in the industry. Uh, and we do have a strong track record of of identifying these types of trends uh, for our clients, you know, well before they become mainstream. Uh, I, I'd also add that we. We bring a deep understanding of the oil and gas business, and that is a, that is an advantage. It includes um, our unparalleled insights, for example, into national oil companies, which will be critical actors in this energy transition. Uh, and then finally, energy, energy intelligence has long been and will continue to be a trusted guide for our clients. We'll, we'll, help, we'll help them make informed business decisions at a time of disruptive change. That's great, TJ. I mean, it sounds like a, a unique offering uh, at a unique time. But with the coronavirus pandemic recession and oil price crash, I mean, this seems like a really you know, interesting time to launch a new service. You know, when the industry is in survival mode. You know, do you think there's a danger they're going to lose focus on the energy transition? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and, uh, and yes, we, we're, we're not trying to downplay the, the, the significance of the coronavirus pandemic, the recession, the price crash, all these things that are happening right now. What, what I would emphasize is that all companies will need to have a robust strategy for the energy transition and the ability to execute on those plans. So whether that they focus on adaptation, uh, which is really focused on efficiency in their existing operations, uh, both carbon and cost, uh, or targeting bolder transformational change in their business models, they're going to need to lay out these strategies. And we actually believe the window for, for action has narrowed further because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. It magnifies the pressure on companies to act, uh, even as this financial hardship makes it more difficult for them to do so. Um, I, would, I would flag a couple of key points uh, you know, in, in terms of how we see the pandemic potentially having several impacts on, you know, with, with respect to actually accelerating and increasing the prominence of, of the energy transition. First, there's, uh, we've talked about it a little bit already, but accelerating peak oil demand. Uh, as I said before, it's possible that we have already reached our peak. Uh, second, there's increasing investor concerns about risk given the volatility that we've seen. Third, we, we're, we see the, the, the potential for companies to, to more quickly shift away from oil growth strategies in this context. Uh, four, th this could also hasten the, the shakeout of low carbon technologies. So the, the, the critical, the most, uh, the most viable technologies could actually rise in in uh, in standing and then and then five I would say that that uh, companies are you know or, or governments uh, uh, and and public concerns about climate change are are likely to only continue rising in this in this in this this setting uh, particularly given sort of the importance of of of, of trusting institutions and in science uh, uh, as as is, is so critical for thinking about climate change so in this sense, I would argue that our new energy transition service um, could not arrive at a more critical juncture uh, in the history of our industry. Yeah, absolutely, TJ. You know, and thank you for taking the time to come in and explain it all today. I know how busy you and the team have been getting the energy transition service ready, and I think you're going to be very busy as well in the months to come. Well, thank you very much, Ronan, and I, I really look forward to continue working with you uh, on the energy transition work. Yes, definitely. And I hope you can come back again onto the Energy Transition podcast and share some of the insights you and the team um, delve into as, as you go along. And, and 
Let me finish as well by saying thank you to our listeners, and I hope you can tune again for our next Energy Transition podcast. Thanks for listening to the Energy Intelligence Podcast. Please check back with us soon for our latest content, which you can find at energyintel.com.